Welcome to Thursday Talk. Leadership Talk. Ministry Talk. Music Talk. Worship Talk. Join the talk. Let's go. Here is your host, Johnny Sierra. How's everybody doing? This is Johnny Sierra, uh, your host for Thursday Talk. I hope you guys are doing well. Man, it has been quite some time since we have been live with you guys, and uh, I am excited to uh, be with you guys. Um, uh, but before I do, uh, we do have a very special guest with us, um, a, a regular, but and then a special guest. So uh, I want to let you guys know that we are on all social media fronts, so you guys can join us on Thursday Talk Podcast on Instagram, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, uh, and Facebook and YouTube. We go through Genesis Church Orlando. That's our home-based church, and so we do, uh, we do everything there. And you're also welcome to leave a comment, question, any prayer requests, anything that may be going on uh, throughout our segment. We would love to hear from you and keep the conversations interactive as much as we can. But um, I'm excited today. I have two special people here with me. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to introduce my man. He's been here regularly with me uh, for a few times, Pastor PJ. What is going on, brother? What's up, people? How are you doing? <laughs> what up, Johnny? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Yes, I'm excited uh, to have you always on. Yes. Uh, because uh, you just keep the conversation going very well. Yeah. Um, That's a nice way of saying I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I choose my words wisely. I know how to. I know how to finesse it and work it. So, but right beside him, we have uh, Jennifer Campbell joining us uh, as well. I'm excited to have her on with us. Yes, yes. Uh, it's really exciting to have her. And uh, uh, we, uh, a few weeks back, um, we were uh, just, PJ, you know, reminded us all, hey, it's May. That's right. It's Foster Awareness. National Foster Care Month. Yes. Yep. yep. And so, um, you know, we have been discussing that throughout the month, how to bring more awareness to that. And... Um, and Jennifer Campbell and, and her husband Griffin right. came to us and we're like, hey, man, this would be a great opportunity. Let's get on here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, foster awareness. And so, um, PJ, you know, I, I, I want you to kind of run with it, but um, just kind of go through with us, talk to us uh, as we, we chat with Jennifer through yeah. foster So awareness. I think what's important to recognize is that um, at our church, at Genesis Church, we have always um, – cared about foster advocacy, families who foster, foster children. Um, Griffin and Jennifer were honestly our first introduction into the foster system, the statistics, the highs, the lows, um, the gravity of it, yeah. um, and the importance of churches supporting, um, supporting and, and having some influence and in infiltrating this dynamic culture um, where there's so much, so much need. And so, um, Jennifer, why don't you share a little bit about your introduction into into the foster system? Yeah, so um, Griffin and I um, had talked about fostering or adopting mm -hmm. um, for many years. 
Um, when we moved here to Florida in 2011, it came up again. And um, just after praying through it, we decided that it was something we were being called into. And we wanted to um, talk to our kids about it. And we did that. And Caden uh, and Audrey were uh, moved and on board. And we decided to go into this as a ministry, as a family. Right. And Caden and Audrey are your biologicals. They are my two bios. Right. Yes. And then we have two that we adopted through foster care. Right. Um, later on in that journey, but yeah, and so, and you have two Genesis. extra. You have two children now, mm-hmm. who are now your adopted right. sons, your right. beautiful boys. Yes, right, little baby miracles. That's awesome. All right, yeah. Okay, so adjusting. Yeah. Okay. So we came um, on board uh, and started taking classes, and Genesis just immediately wrapped around us, mm-hmm. and it made all the difference. Like literally, Caden and Audrey, we had classes, in-person classes. That's changed now right. through COVID. Um, but so we're going through the classes for foster care, and Tim and Tandy are like, drop them off. Right. Drop them off. So Caden and Audrey are hanging out with the grand staffs, and we're doing weekly classes and doing this process. And then um, we are licensed to foster, and we have this community of our friends at the church that know what we're doing and are supporting it and coming alongside of us. And it made all the difference in the world. So there's two important things that I want to address about what you just said. Right. The first is, you know, it it is intensive to, to get into the foster system as, as a family that's going to foster. Um, But the goal is not to foster, to adopt. So exactly. And that's a misconception because a lot of people think, Mm -hmm. That foster care is for you to build your family. Right. And it's really to offer your family right. to someone who needs security and love. And honestly, as a Christian, it's a it's a form of allowing God's redemptive work right. through your family. There we go. Because you have an opportunity to speak into someone, mm-hmm. to speak into a parent uh, through caring for their child. Right. And hopefully, if it's possible, to help them be reunified with a new respect for uh, this interaction with someone who's representing Christ. And in your case, reunification, which is the goal, right, was not possible with your two for, boys for now. two of our boys, right. we had 10 in between mm-hmm. that were reunified. 10 in between. Twin, 10 wow. in between. Our, That's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that in each one of those 10 stories, we saw God respond in a completely different way That's right. in those situations. Mm-hmm. There was no two situations that were exactly the same. And he was so faithful just to prepare us mm-hmm. in ways that we couldn't be prepared otherwise without him. Um, for how to look at those situations and how to respond to those situations and um, in a way that represents the gospel. Um, and I, I could go on for hours. I mean, we had 10 different stories mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I could tell you. Um, one that jumps out at me is one that Genesis directly um, contributed to was one of our foster sons um, was five years old. And he had um, the plan to reunify with his biological father. 
Um, his biological father was out of state, though, and so he could not do visits easily. So we did a lot of phone conversations okay. and, and things like that. Um, and during one of those phone conversations, he asked to speak with me privately. And in that conversation, I was very nervous to have, and like, God, give me the words, mm-hmm. take courage, <laughs> and spoke with him, and he just was so broken and tearful. And he told me his story and how he had been imprisoned on a drug charge mm-hmm. and how he had not had the opportunity to raise a son, but how he had received Christ while he was in prison and that he had prayed every day while he was in prison that his son would end up with somebody that would introduce him to Jesus. Wow. And he asked me if we were believers. Wow. And so I was able to say in that moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but your son has asked to receive Jesus because he's been with us as we walk through serving at our church, as we walk through life, as we come and serve right. um, at Straight Street. You know, he he saw all these things happening while he was with us, and he asked what it would mean for him to receive Christ. Which is the second yeah. part of what I wanted to ask you, which you alluded to a little bit. And it speaks into the community support. Yeah. So when you say Genesis, it's not our pastoral team. Right. So speak about what you mean when you say Genesis played a part in this. Yes. So, yeah, you, I am not going to the pastors to right. ask for things. These are people that have made the decision to step into this place with us, these mm-hmm. hard places with us, and to pray for us and to uh, come alongside us. Um, they would bring us meals. These are friends that are in, oftentimes they were being uh, small groups or serving with us on teams. Right. And they, just knowing our story, would come alongside of us and bring us meals and offer to uh, come and play with the boys for a couple of hours so that we could, you know, run an errand. Or um, they would, um, a lot of times, Tamara Clancy and Michael Clancy especially Uh stepped into that role and would bring and offer little toys for the kids just to, you know, cheer them up or to entertain them for a bit with something new. Right. Um, So there's just so many different ways that, People made the choice to say, I see you, I see what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and I want to support you in it, and I want these kids to know me. I want them to know that they're loved. Right. And, yeah. And and so what we've been saying is, and we've got bracelets that we're going to be giving out and Mm -hmm. things, but this, when when you shared this phrase with me, um, it became extremely important, and it really inspired my push to want to spread awareness even more in our church. Um, and it says not all can foster, but all can care. All can care. Right. And so we have been working together over the last year, um, trying to bring awareness, trying to, um, rally around families that we have in our church that are currently fostering. We have two families, Mm -hmm. um, that are fostering, but, but our goal is foster advocacy. So it's exactly what you've been speaking about. Mm Mm-hmm families who come around to support families who foster. And so right now in our church, we have two families who are fostering children and we have nine families or 10 families between the 
two of them? Yeah, 10. 10. Mm -hmm. So each foster family have five families each. Right. And so that sounds like a lot. Not really. But, but go ahead. Yeah. But it, <laughs> I think it's it awesome. It really is but, not a lot because here's right. the here's what it does is it lightens the burden. Right. Um, so what happens what we try to do is we have enough people on a team so that um, no one's bringing more than they can bear to the table. Um, so usually once a month, mm-hmm. each family or individual on the team brings a meal right. to the foster family. So that relieves that burden for them, mm-hmm. the foster family, at least one night right. per month. And now the families can choose to do more than that. It's not, this is just... Which is encouraged. Yeah. And so we're, we're like, do as much as you have the ability to do. Now let's talk about some of those things. Yes. Babysitting. So... Babysitting is always a need uh-huh. because there's never enough alone time <laughs> as a foster parent. Right. Because your time is divided constantly between children and their therapies and their events, their extracurriculars and things that um, caseworker visits mm-hmm. and court appointments and family, if you have biological uh, visitations that need to take place. And so a lot of times... Um, there's just not time for the foster parents to do the things that they need to do for themselves yeah. without kids. Replenishing. Yes, just staying renewing, connected. staying connected right. in the marriage, mm-hmm. staying, which is vital. Right. Um, and staying connected just with God in their own walk and having those breathers right. with him where they can just renew their spirit in him and um, just receive that rest. Um, and it's a mental rest yes. a lot of times that needs to happen. And so yeah. just the presence of these families, I think knowing that they're scaffolded as they enter into something like this is a huge relief. Well, and that's the statistic is that right. a lot of foster families quit after a year of fostering because they feel alone, mm-hmm. they feel unsupported, and they feel like it's too heavy. Um, and so what happens is we bear the burden together. Right. And we don't, um, we help them to know that they're seen. We help them to know that they are cared for and that they're not alone in this. And right. they're going to be held up. Now let's keep um, it real. They're going to be interceded for. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to I be 100% transparent because there's a couple of things that you said that if I'm out here listening and I don't have a history of this, which I do, and, and I'm listening and, and, and I've been thinking about foster care and, and, and all of these types of things. Almost everything you said, honestly, <laughs> would be like, yeah, no, maybe I'll turn just, you off. Yeah, it, it would, right. It would be a turn off. Yeah. Right. Like you're just you just said court cases, therapy, <laughs> yeah. all of the other things that they get. You're like, I was just trying to manage getting my kids to soccer games <laughs> right. on a Saturday. Right. Yeah. Yes. But but mm-hmm. I want to. Let, let's talk some numbers now yeah. and, and, and talk about why. Well, first of all, being a foster family is a ministry in itself. In itself, yeah. Right? And that's the initial part. And then being a foster advocacy family is a ministry yeah. in itself. Yeah. But let's talk about why both of these ministries are important. Give us some data about kids in the foster system right now. Yes. And this is that key piece. Like you said, this mm-hmm. is the why. 
because there's multiple levels. So the first one for us going into it, and I think that's important for believers, is that we're called. We're called to see the oppressed. We're Mm -hmm. called to see the needy and to share uh, as an ambassador of Christ in what we are given. Yes. And so that was a conversation we had as a family is like God has been good to us Mm. and we can give out of our abundance. Like we don't have a lot, but what we do have is a really good, secure, safe family. Right. And we can give out of that abundance. Which is huge. So, and that's, I always refer to 2 Corinthians 9 8, and, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Mm. And out of that abundance that we have is why we give. Right. Because God has been good and He's called us to see. So, let's talk and about not what we to can see. Overlook. Yeah. How many kids are in foster care so system? What we can see is that just in, so there's local numbers and then there's nationwide. Okay, let's talk so local. The local numbers, it's, it, we're in crisis, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, 24,000 children in foster care in Florida. Wow. 24,000 in the state. 24,000. Yeah. Uh, 1,800 in the R3. Tri-County area. Okay. So That's Orange, Seminole, Seminole Osceola. Osceola. Yeah. How many? 24? 1,800. 1,800. And that was last count. Okay. So we don't really have an updated count since uh, 2019. Okay. Is the most recent data. Okay. That's still a lot. That's a lot. It's probably And more. it's gone up since COVID. We know that. And there's some mm-hmm. discrepancies that they're, um, they're getting new numbers. Right. Since COVID, because a lot a of lot cases. A lot has happened with kids being home and, all the time. And we've reduced the number of caseworkers. And we've reduced the number oh. of group homes oh, since wow. COVID. Yeah. So all of these things are playing a part into, you know, why it's, we're in crisis. Okay. Um, nationwide, we're looking at 438, give or take, thousand kids in foster care. Um, these kids oftentimes are in care for three years, and um, we release from group homes that age, the kids that age out of group homes at 18 mm-hmm. years old, 23,000 a year age out of group homes. Wow. These are kids that at 18, which neurologically development wise are probably not 18 years mm-hmm. old due to trauma, trauma. and neglect mm-hmm. they've aged out of a group home meaning no one has said i see you no one has said you are loved no one has come alongside them to take them out of that environment after three years or more mm-hmm. of being in that environment and then they're released into the world wow. and with psychological with trauma. Psychological trauma with neurological developmental delays mm-hmm. most times. And they've not received proper treatment because they don't have somebody advocating for them because caseworkers are overwhelmed. Right. And they can't do individual um, mentorship. And then we look at the immediate at the, repercussions of that. Our society is a reflection of this right. daily. Yes. Daily. Everything exactly. we see. It's a cycle. We're creating a cycle. Sex trafficking to abortion, abortions, 
all of these things yeah. are a reflection of that. Of 23,000 kids a year coming out of group homes. Unscaffolded. Yeah. Unloved. Yeah. And being <sighs> told that. They're less than. They're less than. And they don't have worth or purpose. Right. Which is exactly opposed to what our creator has planned for them. Right. And no one's told them differently. So mm. we, you and me, <laughs> more you <laughs> than me, but this has been a, a conversation that you and I have been having for a long, long time. Long time. Yeah. And we've done some work. And I would say... I look at where we are and feel very happy. I feel happy that we have two families in our church um, that have stepped into this 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 task of We're above the curve into their home. We're above the curve how church so? wide. How are we, how are we <laughs> above the curve? So a lot of churches, you know, I don't know if you've been in the foster I don't care feel like world. We're above the curve. You, you hear that. Um, if one church, if every church raised up one foster family, okay, that this problem, this crisis would be eliminated. What? And we have two? We have so many churches. <sighs> we have so many churches. Right. In our nation, if every church raised up a foster family within them, it, this issue would be eliminated. Um, we, well, you've raised three. Right. There's been three. There's us and then now the two right. current. That's so, true. We're above the curve. And okay. then um, we, Danya's family is yes. so four. Yes. And so, you know, considering that, wow. especially for our size yeah. and our the lifespan of Genesis so far, I think we're above the curve. That's my personal opinion. Speaking of someone However, that's here for two years, uh-huh. um, I've never been a part of a church that's been high, that's highly spoken of foster right. advo- or advocacy. Um, and pushing that and, and being a big thing. And uh, it, it's a it's powerful. Like the yeah. awareness I've been able to have the last two years mm-hmm. through through you guys. Yeah. Through this church has been incredible. And I just, I think it comes down to awareness. Yeah, absolutely. People don't yeah. know what they don't know. Yeah. Right. And that's why, you know, like this last series we did at Genesis to lay some up. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. That's right. We want to bring the kingdom here. We want the kingdom here today. And how do we do that? We see these numbers and we don't look away. That's how we do it. We see these numbers and we see society and we see the choices that people are making. And we choose not to look away. We choose to take action. Mm -hmm. And we choose to do it not because we're strong, but because we have faith in a God who's bigger than us that he's going to provide more Mm. than we can ask or imagine in those circumstances. And so if we do have that faith, if we believe what we say, that's why we go into these dark places. That's why we say, yeah, I'm scared, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, I'm probably going to be hurt, but I'm going to do it anyway because they're worth it. They're worth it. And because God says they're worth it. And because... Jesus died for them too. That's right. Yeah. And because of that, we can do hard things. Yeah. And we can know that God's going to hold us up when we can't do it. Mm. And so we do that and we look at this world and we look at the news and the ugliness that surrounds us and we think, how could we expect any different if we don't 
take action. Mm -hmm. If we've heard the call from God, if we've been giving this great commission, and then we see the pain and the hurting, and then choose not to act, Mm. how can we fault the lost Mm -hmm. and the lonely and the hurting for responding the way they respond if we choose not to act? Yeah. So it's a call to action for sure. And if you don't know, you know, and it's my job for you to know. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and Jennifer is a warrior about not just. In, I'm a mama in, bear. Yes, for you sure. are. Not just in her, in her own life and with what, what she's accomplished with her kids, but the way she makes sure that, uh, that the families in our church that are fostering are cared for, the way she um supports even the foster advocacy families because it I, so here's the thing like when it when it comes to serving in in any church i think what you have is a lot of people who have interest yes. right and when we do an event like when we did thanksgiving and we wanted to bless foster families with thanksgiving right. dinner no problem. No problem. I mean, <laughs> when we did the angel tree for no foster problem. kids, we thought, oh, we might hit like overwhelming 50, right? support. And we yeah. did like three times the amount of yeah. kids that we thought were gonna get one blessed. Sunday. We made and our one number. One Sunday yeah. we made our number and and then and, and beat it, right? And so the events are fantastic. Right. Right. But what we're what we're asking for is commitment. Exactly. That's tougher. And, and it is tougher. Yeah. And and so one of the things that we wanted to talk about is there are a lot of different reasons why people might be afraid of doing something like this. Of course. But I think, you know, we always say time and money are a person's greatest assets, right? But I really think the emotional toll is something that's not discussed. Yeah. And how do we, how do we, how do we address the heart issues with doing this and not the coldness of it, but almost the exact opposite, that vulnerability, that pouring out, that saying goodbye, like how do we deal with, with the heart issue? I think we change our perspective. Okay. I think it goes back to what you and I began with, that um, if your perspective is to build your family mm-hmm. through this process, you're going to feel loss. But if your perspective is redemption mm-hmm. and wholeness and it's a ministry, then when those babies are reunified, right. whether they're 16 or six months, when they are made whole in some way and there's... Um, that seed planted mm-hmm. in that family, you can walk away from that or you can have the opportunity to stay connected in it. The little boy that I mentioned that was um, asked and his dad asked if we were believers. Mm-hmm. We have a relationship still. That's awesome. He's 13 years old this year. He was wow. five when he was with us. Yes. He's 13 this year, coming up in June. And so we have a relationship with them. You know, it's not like we ever really had to say goodbye forever. Yeah. And when you look at it as a ministry and as a, you're planting seeds for mm. the kingdom and you have that perspective change, God is faithful and he's so good to give you the peace yes. and the ability to have a blessing from that. 
Yeah. So it's not even grief. You know, and sometimes, yes, every story is not going to end up like that. Mm -hmm. Every biological family is not going to end up being receptive to you. Right. And that's okay. But what we walk away from every situation with is the knowledge that we created something, even if it's just a seed, that God is then going to be able to continue to create. Right and raise up in them but it has to start somewhere like we have to we have to claim that territory for the kingdom and so that's how we saw it that's how we took it in like every child we're claiming you for jesus we're praying over you we have um in our house griffin got this frame set and it has pictures of all of our little ones in it and every time we look at it, we pray over them. So wherever yeah. they are, we are still claiming. That's right. We're claiming that territory. Still we're claiming that life. We're still intervening for uh-huh. them. We're still calling out to, to God in their name and saying, let their life be one that receives you, Jesus. You know, like, let them be the cycle breaker in their family. Mm. Let them be the one that makes a I'm so glad you said that because one of the you would think this was scripted. <laughs> one of one of We've the done this for a long time. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> what? But one of the misconceptions about getting into this is that hero complex, right? Like Ugh. we're coming in, we're gonna save this yeah. kid from their big bad parents who were no good, who were you know whatever you want, whatever innate prejudice you might harbor. Which we all have, which yeah. is why we have to check ourselves when you get exactly. involved in something yeah. like this, is you think you're going to save this child from Hero themselves conflict. and from their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. But statistically, children are more successful with their biological, with their biological families. It is true. Regardless is true. of what we might think about that. And knowing our God, That's that right. lines right up with what he wants. And so when he you wants think redemption, about he wants wholeness and we are to be ambassadors of that, not their savior. So when we mm. think about planting a seed in a child and we always say where the child goes, there goes the family, right? That's one of the, one of our pillars of our children's ministry Absolutely. is that the child can redeem the family. Mm-hmm. And it, we've seen it happen over and over and over and over again. Got a story that just happened this past Sunday yeah. about that. Um, and so we are actually taking that mission field outwards, but it's in the home and it's in the church community and it's in these children's ministries where volunteers are working. And so everybody, whether they're aware of it or not, are playing a part in planting seeds and growing up this soldier for this champion for Christ. Right. And then reintroducing that child back into their family with a new experience, with a new perspective on life, with a new objective, with goals, with dreams. Um, And then the collateral influence and impact is unknown. It's unknown and it's eternal. It's eternal. And we cannot set our eyes on things of this world that we can see. We have to set our eyes on things above. And we have to put our treasures there. So when we're holding on so tightly to the things of this world that we're saying no to the eternal, mm-hmm. careful. That's right. Got to be careful with that. Yeah. 
got to be careful with that. Uh And if we can make an internal investment, eternal investment in that one child, even infants, there's other statistics and things coming to light um, that show that even infants um, remember feelings. Mm. So a feeling that you give, even if they're in your home for a month, Mm. a week, whatever it is, but they get a feeling. They feel your peace. Mm -hmm. They feel your love. They feel your security. That will be a feeling that they seek for the rest of their life instead of an unknowingness that that exists. Mm. So, and that was another thing that kept us going, especially with the families that weren't receptive to us continuing right. the relationship, was that they have that feeling. And that child will never forget because it's at a subconscious level, that feeling. And so for the rest of their life, they will seek that peace. They will seek that security. And one day, because we're intervening, because we're praying consistently and steadily, they will come to know that that comes from Christ alone. Wow. That feeling. Mm. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we have a vision. Yes. Right. This is what this month is about. Um, but we want to move beyond this month. Um, we got together in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and we have a goal. We, we have a goal and we are, exhausting <laughs> all means i am coming to you people <laughs> i have been <laughs> on the phone i have been begging visiting for, small groups yes. doing all of these things and this is just part of what this is and yes. so i'm going to share our you goal you are not going to hide from me no i'm going to share <laughs> i'm going to share our goal yes this is what we this is what we want mm-hmm. right this is what we think our church needs and I want I want to say this the right way because it, it's important that it that it's said the appropriate way. We're looking for families in our church to receive a blessing. And I think that's Amen. the way we have we to have to it. say this. Yeah. We 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 want God's ways are not our ways. We want two advocacy teams. Yeah. Right? That's 10 families. And we're in our series, Lace Them Up. Yep. So we want to create two foster advocacy teams that are going to advocate two for families yep. who foster, two care teams yes. that are going to advocate for foster families Step in that do not attend Genesis Church. Yes, we want to go outside our four walls. That's it. And we want to say, you're a foster family that's asked for support. All of these families that we have have asked for the support. So this is not like we're coming into a situation right. where they're not going to receive us. Right. This is people that have asked for support, whether they're believers or not. Yes. They realize the need for support. So it's an opportunity for us to come in situations and show them the love of Christ. Right. Either um, just showing them that we're willing to step into these hard places for these kids and for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're not going to ignore these issues mm. and we're willing to put our money where our mouth is, right. so to speak. So that's what we want. Yeah. End of this year. Ten families. We ten can do families. this, Genesis Church. Yeah. Wow. We can do that. Now. Ten families. The above and beyond blessing would be if a family stepped up and said, hey, we want to foster. foster. Uh, uh. <laughs> now, 
now we're floating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We believe the 10 families is attainable. Yeah. Yeah. We, we believe that's, that's, it's not a lofty goal. I think there are, and, and here's the thing, you know, with straight street serving the homeless and all of those types of things, one of the things I've noticed the most about people who serve at straight street is homelessness isn't their thing. But they want to serve. Right? Yeah. But they want to serve. So more than the target is the service, is the act. Yes. And so there are people out here sitting in our churches, hearing our voices, maybe don't attend our church. Mm. And that's fine too. Yeah. Right? Um, if you are interested in this, and I don't care plug where you, you go to church. Exactly. We, we want to plug you in. in. We want to, this is not an exclusive thing. This is kingdom business. This exactly. is not Genesis church business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... If you're if it's if it's been bugging you for a while, and I hear it from people all the time, I feel like God's calling me to something. I feel like God's calling me to something. Oh, but it can't possibly be that. Uh, maybe it is this. Maybe it is, and we have to be willing to be courageous. And where there's joy in what you're doing, that removes the gravity of it. Yeah. That removes the burden. And I put that in air I quotes. I will tell you now. You and. And here's the thing is we're not always going to see it in this world. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're storing up treasures, right? Right. We're not always going to see it in this life. But I will tell you that I have seen multiple times when God has just said, look at this. Yes. Look at this. AJ in the kids' choir mm. at Easter. Yes. I had one of those moments. Uh-huh. Because if you heard where AJ's his, stars, story. Yeah. his story started. Mm-hmm. And then you see him worship. And for those who don't know, AJ worships, is the first child that my, he was our first adoptee. Right. Um. He's nine years old. But to see Future him pastor. worship and to hear him pray, mm-hmm. this is God showing us like this is this is the, the blessing. fruit of your labor. Like this is well, and it's not even that, but just I mean, thank you, but this is worth it. Yes. This is oh, worth that's it. Good. It's worth it to those moments make it worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not even about good job or mm-hmm. you know, it's God saying this is why you do it. And it's those moments, the little things like that where he's just showing you and opening your eyes like think about where we, he would have been. Mm. Think about how this has stopped a cycle. Like started two generations before him, right? At least, and think about now, like because you decided to be brave, your family decided to be brave and take on grief mm-hmm. in the name of the kingdom, right? He now is a change maker. You know, he's going to be. Mm-hmm. He's a force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. And yeah. it's it's, so. it's it's and. <clears throat> Same thing with Ari. You know, you see these little lives and you're going to see, like, the difference in their life and the, where they came from, the right. life of their parents. That is enough mm-hmm. to say it's worth it. Yeah. That's right. enough to do the work. Mm-hmm. When you get to experience that, I don't want to miss it. Yeah. Like, Griffin puts the brakes on me because I'm like, <laughs> I take them all because uh-huh. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I look at families like the Rodriguez's and how just how they've been strengthened 
as individuals, as a married couple, as parents, like to see the change in their lives through this process Mm -hmm. has been incredible. It's a dependency on God that you can rarely experience any other way but being obedient to a Mm -hmm. calling that is beyond what you are capable of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I look at the Torreses who are new in it. Yes. And I watched and this beautiful little boy <laughs> who, who's who got some stuff. And it's not, you know what? It's not a Disney movie. No. You know, they're not living a not. fairy tale, right? Yeah. But I look at David and Nicole. I look at the sincerity of their hearts. I look at her as a mom of her own three boys. And then just overflow. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. overflow of emotion every time she talks about this mm-hmm. child that she has in her home just for a season. Yeah. And how. And they how are it, witnessing yes. to that mom every time she sits with him. Every time she sits with him and says, hey, come talk to your mom. Hey, mm-hmm. come, you know, you're going to do a good job today. And I want you to be proud of yourself. And I want you to know that you're loved. And I want you to know that. You know, you are good. Mm-hmm. You are good, and you are going to be taken care of. And he, every time she's doing that for him, his mom sees and hears and experiences right. that too. And they're going to be more whole because of it, and they're going to strive. So many touch points. Time. So many touch points in their lives yeah. that are just happening. Well, and that's it goes back to, like, these moments. Like, God does not – God does not – think like we think blessings you know his ways are higher mm-hmm. so we think about oh we're going to be blessed materially or we're going to be blessed to have you know we're going to have everything we need whatever but these are the blessings yes these are the blessings indeed God, you know these are the moments mm-hmm. these times when you can see eternity like you can see the kingdom right here like you can see redeeming love here see hope. on earth and you don't get to do that unless you're in these places right and Speaking of uh, Nicole, she commented. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. She's hey. I'm putting her on here. Uh, but she said, love that you guys are using this platform to advocate um, <clears throat> foster for fostering and foster families. We would not be able to do what we do without the support of our Genesis family. That's right. That's right. So, And we are in it with them yeah. all the way. Yeah. You know? And so <clears throat> that's our call. That's our challenge. To Amen. Yeah all of our listeners and right. if you're listening right now we want you to share this is huge and this is the month and this is the time to do yeah. it so if you're listening well, um you're watching share this on your platforms yes people need to hear get it get the word out and here's the thing is like every time every time we see and our eyes are open to the issues of this world let it be a reminder yes you that know, we let can it be a reminder that we can in. make a difference yes like we yeah. can be the change makers yeah this is why we have the Holy Spirit. This mm-hmm. is why he is in us so that we can lean on him right. and do his work, not in our own strength, That's right. in his strength. And we can make the, you know, God's kingdom a reality today here, one person at a time. It's overwhelming. The problems and the needs are overwhelming. But one person at a time, spreading the word, doing what they can, caring instead of ignoring it or hoping it's going to go away, mm. One person taking a step 
it's going to make a massive change, not only individually, but in our society, in our world. Yeah. Yeah. You have to believe it, that the change can happen. So where can they go, PJ, to um, just get more information? um, Easiest way is to head to genesischurchorlando.com backslash forward slash one of those slashes families first. Actually, we care. All right. We care. And then it'll lead them and right into that in, first. Into yeah. That. So either one, yeah. they could go to We Care or okay. they could go to Families First. It's in both of them, right? Okay. Um, if you're interested in information, if, you, if you're thinking about being a foster family, then you want to go to EmbraceFamilies.org. Org. Right? Yes, EmbraceFamilies.org is the licensing agency here in um, the Tri-County area. So right. they can take care of you whether... And listen, it's not even just fostering. If you think, you know, there's another avenue that you'd be interested in, and you um, can't do a care team, if you can't foster, support a foster parent by being on a care team. Mm-hmm. If you can't support a foster family or you want to do respite care or mentor a teenager, those avenues are available as well. Like, if you want to mentor, like I said, it's almost a pipeline from foster care to the prisons yeah from foster care to um i mean 60 percent of boys who age out are convicted of a crime and go straight to prison seven in ten girls who age out of foster care are pregnant within the first year of aging out these are they we need to intervene we got to intervene and so find a way to step into it Find a way. So support a foster family, become a foster family, be a respite care provider, mm-hmm. be a mentor. You can go to embracefamilies.org, um, and there's a tab where you can choose to be a mentor and fill out a form. And you will have, I mean, they need to. They need to do a background check. Right. Everybody should not be able to do this, people. Right. But, so you will be background <laughs> checked. Right. But go and make somebody know that they are seen mm-hmm. and cared for in the system so that when they leave, they know that they know that somebody, one person can make the difference. One adult can make the difference in a life and change these statistics. But we want, we want to hear from families that are interested in foster advocacy. Yeah. That's, we want care that's teams. That's our ten 2022 families. goal. We want 10, 10 families. families. And so if you're, if you're even slightly curious and, and, Listen, no, no pressure, but if, if anything that, mm. that you've heard today yes, is pressure. piercing your, a little bit of pressure, <laughs> there, there's, there, yeah, there's pressure, but if anything is piercing your heart here, even just a little bit, yeah, then we want you to reach out. We, we want to hear from you. We want to be able to sit with you. Yes. Talk this answer through. Answer your questions. Answer any questions yeah. that you might have. This is on an individual level. We, right. We're not going to set up a big thing. Like we can do this however you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but understand how important it is. Jennifer has hit the men's groups in our church, mm-hmm. a couple I of small groups. Yeah. Jennifer is coming with a PowerPoint and <laughs> a laser pointer. That's awesome. <laughs> she's go. coming to you. She's coming for you. Um, That's awesome. Because, because it's important. It is. It's, and there's such so an urgency. Important. There's yeah. such an urgency. Like, literally, these are lives. This is eternity. These are souls. And we want to do everything and anything we possibly can to bring more light to bring more awareness mm-hmm. and everyone everyone can pray 
Yeah. Do that. Do it today. Do it every day. Pray that these strongholds are broken. Mm-hmm. Pray that the oppressor is cha- chained mm-hmm. and that they are set free. That's Pray right. that these families are strengthened that have made this choice. Pray that they receive the support that they need. Pray for these families that are facing this darkness without support that have been in this cycle and don't see a way out. Pray that somebody would intervene on their behalf and that God's will would be done. That somebody might be you. Amen. So um, I want to close out in prayer. Yes, sir. Pastor BJ, if you want to lead us in in prayer, close out. Sure. Um, God, you know, we, we as believers, uh, we struggle. Um, we struggle with, with the world you created and the world that is, um, Lord. And we look around and, um, even the most discerning Christian can just feel defeat, um, can feel hopelessness, can feel overwhelmed, um, and feel insignificant, um, as far as change. Um, it's easy to look around and see what the devil's doing. Um, but God, it's just as easy to look around and see what you're doing. Um, it really, really is. And, um, there is very little comparison, uh, because the bad is what gets the publicity Lord. Mm. Um, but you reign forever. And, and it's funny how we can read our Bible and we can say, we know how the story ends, but yet look around and feel like maybe there's another story. Mm. Um, but the story is still the same because you have never changed God. And so what we're asking for is for change in our hearts, um, change in our perspective, Lord, that we might look at the ails of this world and know that nothing is too great for you. Um, And because of that, that means nothing is too great for us. And may we just simplify what it is that you have called us to do. Great Commission just asks us to step out into this world and shine the light of you to others who don't know it or haven't felt it and don't see it. Um, And Lord, for some of us, that means lots of different things. For some of us, it means crossing borders. Uh, For others of us, it might just mean crossing the street. Um, And so we pray for all those who have had their hearts touched uh, by by the information that we've shared uh, this afternoon, Lord. We pray that hearts have broken for your children, for your babies, Lord, that are looking, beckoning, needing, yearning, just a little bit of you in their lives. Uh, Lord, we pray for those that are going to step into that. Uh, but we also pray for the broken families. We pray for the families that are lost. We pray for parents who want nothing more than to be reunified with their family, with their children. Lord, we pray for their situations socially, economically, financially, um, culturally. Uh, Lord, we pray that you will work in those spaces as well that you will help to strengthen their families, that you will help to work in their perspective, that you would help to work in their favor, that they may get the wholeness that they need, which is restoration of their families, Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, We pray for all of these kids that are in the system right now, Lord. We pray that someone is introducing them to you, that in the midst of hopelessness that they might see hope. Uh, Lord, we pray for these kids that are aging out, that even in those realms, that there are uh, representatives of you there, speaking truths, small and great, to these kids. Lord, that the 60% of boys, that maybe that number could be lessened just by conversation. Mm. Lord, for the 7 out of 10 
girls that will be pregnant, that we can stop that cycle, uh, which is per- continues to perpetuate both abortion and, and fostering. Yeah. Um, Lord, that we can end that cycle. And again, these things happen not in the realm of laws being passed mm-hmm. and, and, and putting these things and pushing it on government officials and doing all of those not things. It's in us. Yeah. It's in us, Lord. It's in each and every one of us who have the capacity to pray with and for someone to step into a life and speak your truth, not the world's truth into these lives that we can help be the bandaid that our culture and our society needs Lord. And that we can point everyone towards you because that is what you have called us to do. Point them towards you and then leave you to do the rest, which is the most important part, Lord. So may we recognize um, our role, um, and, and may we step into it with willingness, uh, with a willing spirit, with a passionate heart, um, and also claiming victory before we've even began, Lord, because the victory is yours, and we are just grateful that you have allowed us to be a part of it, Lord. We thank you so much for this mission. Uh, we thank you for Jennifer's heart, for her being able to come here and share this with us, and we thank you for all those families who are going to step in and step up and step out help these babies that need it the most lord we love you we thank you and we pray this in jesus name amen 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 awesome well thank you so much jennifer for joining us today we are so blessed to have you with us pj as always um it's always good to have you on yeah um but we are just uh thankful for this we'll have this up on spotify and itunes here shortly um but if you guys like yeah for sure for sure Get it out there. We're on all social media platforms. You guys can grab onto that and uh, just be a part of this. But um, as we close out, we're just uh, thankful for your time. Appreciate you guys and look forward to you guys joining us on the next episode. So grace and peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow Thursday Talk Podcast on Spotify or iTunes to get notifications for the next episode. Also follow us on Instagram at Thursday Talk Podcast. See you next time on Thursday Talk.